Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan, Educational and Transformational Ministries. Great Ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we praise you. We magnify you. We glorify your great name. We pray for the listeners of this week's podcast, and we pray for the new listeners. We pray for the families of this week's mass shootings, and we pray for the family of former President Jimmy Carter as he makes his transition. We pray the blood of Jesus over Parkinson's disease. We pray that your word will go forth. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do. In the name of our hope, Jesus Christ, amen. We conclude our series on Christian love with characters from the Bible who showed compassion, teaching us how to become compassionate Christians. The definition of compassion is the tangible expression of love for those who are suffering. It is a deep sympathy and sorrow for another who is stricken by misfortune. My friends, compassion is not just an awareness of another person's suffering, It moves beyond a simple desire to reduce suffering. A compassionate person recognizes the suffering of others and then takes action to help. One of the greatest stories of compassion in the Bible is Joseph and his brothers, and it begins in Genesis chapter 37. 17-year-old Joseph was feeding his father's flock with his brothers, and verse 2 says, that he brought a bad report to his father on his brothers. My friends, that's strike one against Joseph. Verse 3 says that Joseph's father, Jacob, loved Joseph more than any of the other brothers. Folks, that's strike two. Then Joseph had two dreams foretelling that his brothers would bow before him, and in the second dream, his father, mother, and brothers would bow down before him. In verse 10, Jacob rebuked Joseph for his dreams, and his brothers hated him even more. And that is strike three. The next time the brothers were feeding the flocks, Jacob sent Joseph to check on them, and when the brothers saw him coming, they conspired to kill him. But instead of killing him, they sold him into slavery to a group headed for Egypt. The brothers told Jacob that a wild animal had killed Joseph. When Joseph arrived in Egypt, he was resold to Potiphar, the captain of the guard of Pharaoh's army. Chapter 39, verse 2 says, And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man. My comrades for Christ, when God places his hand upon you, it doesn't matter if you are a slave. God will help you succeed. Potiphar's wife approached Joseph, asking him to sleep with her, and when he refused, she falsely accused him of attempted rape. Potiphar had Joseph thrown into prison, but the favor of God was still on him, even in prison. The man in charge of the prison put Joseph in charge of all the prisoners. Two years later, Joseph would correctly interpret Pharaoh's dreams, and Pharaoh made Joseph the number two man in all of Egypt. Pharaoh's dreams were about the seven years of abundance followed by seven years of drought. 
The drought also affected Jacob and his family in Canaan, so he sent his ten sons to Egypt to buy grain. When they arrived in Egypt, Joseph was in charge of selling the grain, and he recognized his brothers, but they did not recognize him. This was the first time they bowed down before Joseph. After the brothers were questioned by Joseph, they revealed that Jacob was still alive, and so was Joseph's youngest brother, Benjamin. Joseph sent the brothers back to Canaan with the grain, plus their original money they had to buy the food. But Joseph kept Simeon as a hostage until the brothers brought back Benjamin. Jacob would reluctantly send the brothers back to Egypt to buy more food, but this time he sent double the money, a gift, and Benjamin. The brothers returned and bowed down to Joseph a second time. This time, Joseph would make himself known to his brothers and sent them back to get his father and the entire family. My friends, imagine the conversation the brothers had with Jacob telling him that the son he thought was dead was alive and the governor of Egypt. Jacob moved to Egypt, and after he died, the brothers became fearful that Joseph would retaliate the evil they had done to him. But Joseph had compassion on them and took care of his brothers and their families. In 2 Samuel, the ninth chapter of the first verse, David said, Is there still anyone who is left of the house of Saul, that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake. Verse 3b says, There is still a son of Jonathan who is lame in his feet. Here, King David shows compassion on the son of Jonathan, David's best friend. Jonathan and his father, King Saul, had been killed in battle, and in 2 Samuel, the fourth chapter, the fourth verse, explains how the son of Jonathan became lame. It records, Jonathan, Saul's son, had a son who was lame in his feet. He was five years old when the news about Saul and Jonathan came from Jezreel. And his nurse took him up and fled. And it happened, as she made haste to flee, that he fell and became lame. And his name was Mephibosheth. In 2 Samuel, the ninth chapter, the seventh verse, David says to Mephibosheth, Do not fear, for I will surely show you kindness for Jonathan your father's sake, and return to you all the land of Saul your grandfather, and you shall eat bread at my table continually. My brothers and sisters, this is a classic example of showing love to those who are suffering. The book of Esther tells a story about how the Jewish queen saved her people. After Queen Vashti refused to appear before her husband, King Ahasuerus, Esther was raised by her uncle Mordecai, and he told her not to reveal that she was a Jew. Meanwhile, the king promoted Haman and set him above all the princes in the land and all the people were to bow down before Haman, but Mordecai refused, which made Haman angry. He was so angry that in Esther, the third chapter, verse 6b, it says, Haman sought to destroy all the Jews who were throughout the whole kingdom of Ahasuerus, the people of Mordecai. Folks, when Mordecai revealed that he was a Jew, 
Haman hatched a plot to kill all the Jews with the help of the unsuspecting king. When Esther learned of the plot, she intervened on behalf of her people and saved them from destruction. Jesus taught the parable of the Good Samaritan in Luke chapter 10, verses 30 through 37. His story was about a man who was traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho when thieves robbed him, stripped him of his clothes, wounded him, and left him for dead. A priest came by, and when he saw the man, he went to the other side of the road and kept walking. So, no compassion from the preacher. Then a Levite came by and saw him and went to the other side of the road as well. No compassion from the deacon either. But Jesus says in verse 33 of Luke chapter 10 that a Samaritan had compassion on the man as he bandaged his wounds, set him on his own animal, and took him to an inn. The next day, the Samaritan took his money to pay for the wounded traveler and his expenses. He told the innkeeper, If the expense runs more than what I have given you, the next time I pass this way, I will repay you. My comrades for Christ, we cannot talk about how compassionate we are. We must show it by our actions. The question we must ask ourselves is, how am I doing in the compassion department? My friends, the greatest example of compassion was the action that Jesus Christ took to save the world from their sins. He volunteered to go to the cross for you and for me as an act of love. His death satisfied the Father, and His resurrection is the hope that we have to spend eternity in heaven because of our trust and belief in the power that He has for our own resurrection. Would you give your life to Jesus today? Just go to our email address, hello at greatministries.org, and type in, Jesus save me. Let's pray. Father, Thank you for teaching us compassion in the name of the spiritual rock, Jesus Christ. Amen. I continue to encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church. Send your prayer request, your praise reports, and your comments to our email address, which is hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, loved ones, and the unsaved. Stay safe, be blessed, and have a great week.